Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. I am pleased to be joined by the head coach at George Washington University, Caroline McCombs. Caroline, it has been a while since I've seen you, but I'm so glad that you had time to visit with us today. Thank you. Thanks, Debbie. It's great to see you too, and I'm looking forward to talking with you. I know. So tell me, how is it going? I mean, GW, living a good life. You won two in a row. You're right in the middle of the standings in the A-10. It's got to be fun. It is definitely uh, love living in DC, having the opportunity to lead this program. Um, we have tremendous young women here and I'm just excited to keep growing with them. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we're doing a lot of things differently this year, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm just really excited about the growth of this team and our program. Okay, so you're leading me exactly where I want to go, which is to talk about offense. So tell me what are some of the things that you're doing that's different that is having success with the, these players? Yeah, well, last year we really struggled to put the ball in the basket. So we focused on, you know, that development, that skill um, in the offseason. Then obviously it's recruiting, right? Recruiting players that can put the ball um, in the basket. That's something that's that's really important. So we're trying to create a lot of space um, for our team offensively to score, to drive the ball, to get inside out threes. We wanted to create higher percentage uh, three point baskets as well. And, you know, we're, we're doing that. We spent a lot of time in the gym. Uh, it's hard to spend all that time when you're playing games all the time sometimes, but, you know, really just uh, as we're going to be able to press pause here after this, uh, this next game that we have and, and try to work on that skill development still. You know, that's the balance, right? Uh, coaches talk about this time of year about practice, prep, and games. And you don't have a whole lot of time to do the first, which is practice. But isn't that what the summer is for, putting all the concepts in that you know certain teams are going to play a certain style and you've sort of built that in early? Definitely. I mean, you know, this is this is exciting for me because this is my first time running this system offensively and so I'm learning every game how each coach is trying to defend our actions and so um, that's been really exciting for me uh, it's challenged me to be a better coach to be a better leader you know for our team um, I'm you know we're, we're learning as we go here um, as it's the first time through in, in conference season as well um, but yeah we put a lot of time in and, and that's what's really fun we'll show clips you know we showed clips this morning um, before practice of like really good offensive possessions and they're really good when I don't have to call out everything that's going on and they're learning to play with one another I think that's the the most rewarding part is just seeing that progress that they're making watching them make those reads um, I think it makes playing together and on our team so much more fun because of that growth that we're having. So I say under overheads, trap, ice jam, switch, to several different ways. You can guard a ball screen and or some variation of such. All right. So you say you're learning how teams are starting to guard your personnel and your actions. What are some of the things that you know you can cross off the list or can you cross any of those off? Yeah, I mean, not really. We like our guards to post up. So some teams double team us. Um, you know, in the post and, and some don't, right? We drive, we try to draw two. If we draw two, you know, you our players have to make that read of finding, you know, their teammate. If not, like we're looking to get the basket or create maybe another opportunity 
um, on the other side. We've just recently started adding in a little bit more um, ball screen coverage right at halftime. I said yesterday, I think they're going to come out and, you know, hard hedge or trap the ball screen because we were really getting good looks on the pick and roll. And so I think that, you know, just our players are learning what all of those things look like. Um, and, and it's just exciting. I think that's the exciting part about the game because you said something that's really important as a, as a concept, and that is bringing two to the ball. That's part of the reason why we run ball screen offense in the first place is so that you can make a play out of that. And you, it's really hard to learn to read that second level. How do you teach your players? And it's not just about point guards anymore. It's everyone learning how to read the second level and how to read the third level. Yeah, I think the breakdown drills for us, you know, are are so important. So it's not just, you know, five on five all the time, but just like the three on three, the two on two, you know, some of those things that we're doing. And so, you know, it's finding the time to be able to do that, fitting in short pockets of time in our practices um, where they're getting opportunities. I think then you put the full package together um, and it just it looks so much better when we do that. On paper. The next couple of games you have coming up are teams that are below you in the standings right now. So when you start putting plans together, I mean, it's easy for me to say, right? Oh, I mean, you're right in the middle of things. You're going to play some teams that are below in the standings. You're thinking you should win those games. How do you feel about the direction that your team is heading right now going into the next couple of weeks? Yeah, so we've had two stretches. We played four games in nine days and then three games in six days. So, you know, the rest has been like the most beneficial thing for us between those games, not a ton of practice prep time because the rest has been something that I thought would be more beneficial. Um, and so I'm looking forward to, you know, actually breaking things down more, having more intense type practices, um, in preparing for those games. I think we'll be at home a little bit more too. We've been on the road. So, um, you know, it's all, you know, we talked about handling success today too, you know, coming back from a win. What does that look like? How can we stay focused? We're not on the court very long, but, you know, learning in the film, learning from the win, um, but just still keeping our, our focus the same, staying humble, staying hungry um, for, you know, who's coming in here next. So just like, Learning what that looks like, I think, is really important for us, too. I know when we when we you lose, you know, you come in the locker room and they're somber and nobody's talking, you know, and after you win, a lot of times it's a whole different, you know, environment. So just understanding, like, how we handle success, right? We still have to, you know, look at the things that we didn't do so well um, that we know we can improve on, not just for the next time we play that team, but for our next opponent. So uh, you and I go way back, right? I mean, I, I've known you for a while and I remember when you first got in the business and, and uh, I hate to say I've been around that long, but I, I actually have been around that long. And when I listen to you talk about success and how to handle success and winning, uh, I know this is not your first go around as a head coach. So you've had lots of influences in your career. What would you point to or who would you point to as somebody that maybe had a direct influence on the way you see the game or how you think about handling success? You know, it, it's hard to pinpoint um, just one person, Debbie, because I have had an awesome experience throughout my college basketball career. So from Keith Freeman, when I was at Valparaiso, to Agnes Baronado at Pittsburgh, to Joe McEwen at Northwestern, to Terry Williams, you know, at Auburn, like all four really different personalities. But I just loved working for each person because they were so different and challenged me um, in different ways, you know, some were more introverted, some were extroverted, you know, but all really good basketball minds. 
Um, but I think the most important thing was the kind of people um, yeah. that who they are and how we ran our program. Because it was always about the people and the players and everything was run so first class. And so like, for me, I, when I took the Stony Brook job, it was like me figuring out myself, right. And like running that team and running that program and um, building that program to where we got to be successful. And that was like where we were um, in that program was like teaching them how to, um, you know, when you, when you win a game, how to respond, you know, from that and, and handle, you know, how do you still get motivated to do the pre-practice workouts, you know, when things are going your way. And so, you know, um, I, I go back to Agnes, right? She was such a big personality and I definitely don't have her personality, but just like I learned so much from her because I am introverted, right? And so how to come out of my shell and, you know, have a big voice and be passionate about, you know, everything that, that I'm doing, but like getting your team to kind of just like follow in your footsteps. Like she was somebody that just had such a big personality that was really huge in my growth. Uh, you know, that was like my seventh year of college basketball when I got to work under her and like, we were so different in that way. Um, but she just really challenged me um, to do things and get out of my comfort zone just as a leader. Anyone who know, has been around Agnes knows what a huge personality she has. So Caroline, one of the things you said, you were an introvert. So one of the things that, that we try to do with our podcast is I know how hard you work and I know you eat up film. I mean, I know you're a student study. You're, you're going to figure out stuff. You're, you're that kind of how and why kind of coach, but also it's personality and it's humanized versus strategized. So from the humanized side of it, like what are some of the things that you're doing when you're not working with uh, on your team? Or I see that you take field trips sometimes when you go on the road, you know, DC is kind of a field trip in itself. Um, when people come to your town, I know they're busy doing other things. What are some things that you're doing that are not basketball related, if you have time for it? Yeah, I mean, I love yoga, um, that meditation, that just like time, you know, on your own to like just, just decompress and, you know, just get in your own mind and your thoughts and like leave them there. You know, I think uh, for COVID when that happened, that was like a huge transformation for me, just getting back into that um, personal routine in space. I feel like that's a challenge for me. Um, every day, you know, to find that time, but I know I'm better able and equipped to serve and to lead when I do those things uh, for myself. I know that my, my words and my wisdom, um, you know, I'm a little bit stronger when I'm able to do those things, you know, for our team. So as I get challenged, especially in the season uh, to do that, I know that I'm able to operate at my best for everybody when I'm in that space. Well, I know you're a great servant to the game. And I'm so grateful that you took the time to be on the podcast with us. Thank you for joining us with uh, for, for Nothing But Net. Caroline McCombs, a head coach at GW. Thank you, Caroline. Thanks, Debbie.